It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 425 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Never Ending Seasons. Now you have that song lyric in your head if you're old enough to remember it. It is September 8, 2023, and this is Jen. So I've got a variety of things to talk about. Um, I want to apologize for not having a show last week. We had a lot of construction work going on outside that has nothing to do with exactly where we live but the street outside and we both got sick so I figured you probably don't want to hear me coughing through an episode so we skipped it and here we are. I've got a thing here from the PlayStation blog and it's talking about different games that they've got but the header says new pricing changes to PlayStation plus 12 month plans so if you have a PlayStation this is what you're in for. Let's see so the new prices for PlayStation plus 12 month subscription plans are as follows. The PlayStation plus essential 12 month subscription US dollars is $79.99 it's got comparable ones for Europe, GBP, and Yen. There's also the PlayStation Plus Extra 12-month subscription, which is $134.99 USD and comparable amounts in the other uh, countries. And PlayStation Plus Premium 12-month subscription, which is $159.99 USD and a comparable amount in the other places. The new prices for the 12-month subscription will remain at a discounted rate when compared to purchasing the one-month or three-month subscriptions over a 12-month period. For current 12-month subscribers, this price increase will not take effect until your next renewal date that occurs on or after November 6. However, any membership changes you make on or after September 6, such as upgrades, downgrades, or buying additional time, will update your plan reflecting on the new prices. You can change or cancel your subscription at any time, and there's a link for details. Now, they put this on their blog after advertising all the cool September games that were coming out that you could play, and uh, so you'd look at that and maybe not look any farther and notice that the prices are going up. So I just wanted everybody that has a PlayStation to know the shenanigans that are happening over there. I've also got a Blizzard thing. I may have mentioned some of this before for BlizzCon, and it's it says specifically in person because they've had a couple that weren't in person or weren't existing at all. So here's the stuff you need to know. You probably, If you have a ticket by now, you already know how that goes. Uh, you need the AXS mobile app to get into the show. I will not be there. Um, I don't think my immune compromised self is going to handle a conference that big, so I'm not going. You won't find me there, um, but if they have like a video of it or a live feed or something, maybe I'll consider that because, you know, whatever. So there's all kinds of stuff in here. Um, no children under the age of seven are allowed or will be permitted to enter, and you cannot have strollers in the Anaheim Convention Center. Just something to know. There's a zero tolerance policy. Please note that BlizzCon show management has a zero tolerance policy for harassment of any kind. Harassment will not be tolerated at BlizzCon. Anyone found to have engaged in harassing or threatening behavior will face appropriate consequences as determined by BlizzCon show management, including but not limited to having their ticket revoked and 
and issued a permanent ban to the show. On-site security and police may be notified in accordance with all state laws and governing procedures. That would be um, California, of course, state laws. There's a code of conduct. We want everyone at BlizzCon to feel like they are part of one big Blizzard community. We ask that everyone at the show be respectful and courteous to their fellow attendees. If you witness or experience any activity that puts someone's safety or enjoyment of the show at risk, inform a staff member, security guard, or police officer. We have escalation procedures in place to handle these kinds of situations, and we will take the appropriate action from there. In order to ensure your event provides a safe, enjoyable, and welcoming environment for everyone, Blizzard reserves the right to remove from BlizzCon any person whose conduct is deemed to be disorderly, unbecoming, who uses vulgar or abusive language, or in any way deemed non-compliant with our rules and regulations. There's an accessibility thing. Blizzard is committed to providing an outstanding experience for all attendees at BlizzCon. We strive for access to all activities to the fullest extent possible based on awareness of attendees' needs and appropriate planning. We ask that all requests for reasonable accommodations at BlizzCon be made by September 1st, 2023. So if you haven't done that now, you're not getting your accessibility stuff um, so that we may best meet individual needs. On-site requests will be accommodated to the best of our ability. However, available resources may be limited. That's kind of garbage honestly you know have a good place for people that are disabled to enjoy the show don't you know cut them off at september 1st i mean come on you know um and then there's some other stuff down here i thought was interesting they have a food and beverage policy Here's what it says. To ensure a safe and enjoyable experience for all attendees at the convention center, BlizzCon is an alcohol-free event. Outside food and beverages, including glass bottles, cans, and alcoholic beverages, are strictly prohibited. There is a weapons policy. Firearms, fireworks, flammable liquids, or aerosol products, pepper spray, knives, daggers, swords, clubs, maces, other, other crushing or edged weapons, projectiles, air guns, long bows, crossbows, or any other weapons are strictly prohibited. There is also a smoking policy. BlizzCon has a strict no-smoking policy, including traditional cigarettes, pipes, cigars, e-cigarettes, or any vaping product or device. This policy includes all event spaces at the Anaheim Convention Center. You are welcome to step outside the Convention Center to smoke in designated smoking areas only. This policy is in place to comply with the Anaheim City Ordinances, prohibiting smoking at public events near any doorway, entrance, exit, operable window, or ventilation intake. So that's the things you need to know if you missed that when you're getting your tickets. There is um, a thing I found on Twitter recently. You've probably heard of Richard Knack. He's written a lot of the Diablo books and things like that. And now there is a company called Dragonlance Nexus, which is your home for all things Dragonlance, including the original D&D gaming material products, a wiki, a podcast, and more. And so they have made the journals of Kaz the Minotaur, the Lost Colony, into a playable D&D 5e game adventure. It's going to be available later this year, and the, the cover features the iconic image from legend Jeff Easley used by agreement with Wizards of the Coast slash Hasbro and it looks really cool now I don't know um, how you feel about Dungeons and Dragons a lot of very unfortunate stuff occurred earlier this year and people kind of bounced from the system um, some of my friends and I are still playing through a game that we started in D&D 5e and haven't quite finished yet. Actually, there's two games going on with that, so we'll finish that and then shift to other things. Um, some of my friends have completely shifted to other things, so 
it's just you know the way it goes. Um, one of my friends is creating a game that several of us are playtesting that isn't D&D. So it's kind of up to you how you feel about Dungeons & Dragons and their content. But I know Richard Knack is a really good writer. We've got the cover art here that looks fantastic. All of this will go into the show notes at ChatteredSoulStone.com with links where you can find all this stuff if you want to take a look at it. Um, and I just think it's cool that they did make one that feels like, just feels right, you know, based on like the, the Kaz the Minotaur books. And if I remember correctly, we did have um, Richard Knack on Shattered Soulstone way back in the day and asked him some questions about, you know, if you were going to be playing uh, World of Warcraft, what kind of character would you select? And he selected a Tauren because that's what Kaz is. And I'm kind of babbling on about this guy, but it's really interesting that this has been produced. It'll be out eventually. I'm sure if you, um, if you want to follow Dragonlance Nexus on Twitter, you can probably find out, um, you know, what they're doing, or you could just go to their website if you don't want to be on Twitter anymore, which I think a lot of people have left. So yeah, that's a thing. Okay, so we're going to move into Diablo 3, which I played early this morning, um, and I expected, like, I'd heard more stuff about Season 29 than I heard about Season 28, and I'm like, is Season 28 still live? Really? And I went in, and it was, so I started playing, um, and I edited a video. I'll put it up uh, eventually. But, um, yeah, so there's a thing from Max Roll written by Dread Scythe, who gets things right very well. It says, Season 28 is ending soon. This was last updated on August 29th of 2023. It says, let's see, we've got information below from the official um, Diablo 3 team, dev team. Hello all, Season 28 is coming to a close. Below are the times when Season 28 will end for each region. Region. If you're in North America, it ends on September 10 at 5 p.m. PDT. If you are in Europe, September 10 at 5 p.m. CEST. If you are in Asia, September 10 at 5 p.m. KST. And then it says we will be providing a season 29 preview soon, which will include the start time for the next season. Stay tuned. So it's just a little bit of stuff here. And then there is, in fact, from um, today, September 8, we have uh, the Season 29 Vision of Enmity preview for Diablo 3. So you got a couple days to finish whatever you're trying to do in the season journey in 28. This is 29, and I don't even know if this is the last one or what, but here's what we got. Time unravels before your very eyes in Season 29 Visions of Enmity, which goes live on September 15 at 10, at, sorry, at 5 p.m. PDT CET uh, KST for an in-depth look at the seasonal theme, an addition of the solo self-found single-player mode, Paragon ceiling changes, and quality of life updates take a gander below. Okay, don't know why they put gander in there. Will we be expecting geese? I'm not entirely sure. What the future holds, a message from the Diablo 3 team. Valiant Nephilim have hack and slashed hordes through seasons, introducing gameplay alerting themes, experience defining quality of life updates, and helastic events for the last 11 years. Diablo 3 will continue to burn bright in season 29 and beyond. This season sets the bedrock for the game's future and introduces 
introduces our final brand new theme. Season 30 will bring fresh gameplay balances and bug fixes to reinvigorate your adventures, but introduce no new theme. Instead, this season will usher in the permanent return of a community-favored theme, Rites of Sanctuary, which will be playable across all modes. Following Season 30, iconic themes and features from seasons past will be reintroduced, roughly every three months, ensuring there will never be a shortage of twisted obstacles to overcome and demonic blood to spill. And they have a screenshot here of Season 29 has begun, so you know what to look for, I guess, if you haven't played in a bit. Season 29 theme, and this is in, there's a paragraph in italics here that I think is provided for, like, storyline or something. There it is. Out of thin air it appeared, flashing a welcoming gleam accompanied by a whirring hum, and yet it vanished as quickly as it arrived. This isn't the first portal you've encountered before, Nephilim, but is it innocuous in nature or a ploy by your adversaries? There is only one way to be certain. Muster the courage to step into the unknown. Temper both your body and mind to blossom into an unrelenting force. And it says, Season 29 introduces the new theme, Visions of Enmity. I hope I'm saying that right. E-N-M-I-T-Y? It's not a word I see a lot. Curious portals known as diabolical fissures have sprung up across Sanctuary's wild wilderness, and entering them triggers both dangerous memories from your past and even more dangerous emissaries of hell to slaughter. Here's the cosmetic awards. Long-forgotten treasures see daylight once more in season 29. Let the old growth pet extend you a branch of fortitude in these uncertain times. Ride the cosmos using the galactic wings and step your se steep yourself in mythos with the gray hollow portrait. The new end of journey cosmetic rewards will drop into sanctuary with season 29 as well. Soar through the darkness with the majestic quoth pet. It is a raven. <laughs> it is a glowing purple and blue raven named Quoth, like Quoth the Raven Nevermore, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, at your side, and proudly display your allegiance to Laoric with the Mad King's favor portrait. I think these look kind of cool. I don't know exactly how to get them, but I'll try to get them. Season Journey Rewards. If you've been diligently slaying demons for the past few seasons and reached Conqueror in the season journey each time, you've surely accrued a few extra stash tabs. You'll earn one additional tab each season by finishing the Conqueror tier up to a maximum of five. Here's some descriptions of this. Guardian of Sanctuary, finish a level 70 Nephilim Rift on Torment 13 within five minutes. Gem of my life, level three legendary gems to level 55. All I do is win. Complete two conquests this season. Show me what you got. Kill Diablo at level 70 in under one minute and 30 seconds on Torment 13 difficulty. Money ain't a thang, T-H-A-N-G. Slay Greed on Torment 13 difficulty. Take you there. Reach Greater Rift level 60 solo. Power Amplification. Use Kanai's Cube to augment an ancient legendary item with a level 50 plus gem. Cubic Reconfiguration. Use Kanai's Cube to reforge a legendary item. I think I did this type of thing once and I've never gotten back to it, so we'll see how it goes. Seasonal Conquest. Feast your eyes on returning Seasonal Conquest challenges. Do you have enough fire in your heart to complete them all? So I'm just going to read you what they are. Erevis, complete a 50 million gold streak while outside of the vault and the inner sanctum. Avarita, I think. 
complete a 50 million gold streak while outside of the vault and the inner sanctum in hardcore mode dynasty reach greater level rift greater rift level 55 solo with the full bonuses of six of the following class sets in hardcore mode masters of sets master eight of the following set dungeons in hardcore mode masters of the universe master eight of the following set dungeons um, it doesn't say which ones they are, unfortunately, in any of those. Speed Racer, complete acts one through four at max level in under one hour in hardcore mode. Sprinter, complete acts one through four at max level in under one hour. Superhuman, reach greater rift level 45 solo without any set items equipped in hardcore mode. The Thrill, reach greater rift level 45 solo without any set items equipped. Years of War, not Gears, Years of War. Reach Greater Rift 55 solo with the full bonuses of six of the following class sets. And here's the class sets coming up eventually. Here we go. So this is the Hadrig's Gift you're going to get in Season 29. So you complete Chapters 1, 2, and 5 of the senior Season Journey, and you, they'll, you'll be rewarded with three of Hadrig's Gifts. Each gift contains a few pieces from one of your class sets. Players can only unlock one class set in this manner per season across hardcore and non-hardcore non-hardcore <laughs> so choose wisely uh the set you receive depends on the class of the character you're playing when you open each hadrig's gift to collect a full class set you need to open all three on the same character here's what you get for hadrig's gift in season 29 barbarian will have might of the earth crusader will have thorns of the invoker demon hunter will have the shadows mantle monk will have the monkey king's garb necromancer has grace of anarius Witch Doctor has Arraignment of the Jade Harvester, and Wizard has Firebird's Finery. I think at least some of these are popular with people. I'm going to be playing a monk again, because I started doing that a while back for reasons, and I'm having fun with that, so I'll keep going. There's a little bit about the solo self-found thing, which honestly is mostly how I play and always have. I've rarely grouped up with people, except in the early days when my husband and I were both playing Diablo 3 together. I don't think seasons were in there yet. It's that long ago. Um, and I think I've done some, I think I've gotten some help from some people in seasons intermittently, but yeah. So solo self-found, which is what a lot of us has been doing anyway. Yeah, so these are patch notes. Below you'll find patch notes for the upcoming update to Diablo 3, patch 2.7.6. It goes live on September 12, so that's just a few days from now, kind of. Um, all changes apply to all versions of Diablo 3, including PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X or S, Nintendo Switch, and PC, unless otherwise indicated. So here's some stuff to know. All right, demon slayers seeking to up the intensity of their journey through Sanctuary can try out the new solo, solo self-found mode. In this mode, you'll only have yourself to rely on to, on to rely on to overcome the hordes from hell. That's right, it is a single-player experience. If you'd like to up the ante even more, a hardcore version of this mode is available. We decided to bring solo self-found and officially supported single-player mode to Diablo 3 without the experience bonus from being in a party or other other players to protect your back as you carve through demonic legions this mode will test you to, well, i've been doing this for years you know uh, to celebrate the accomplishment of those brave enough to roll a character in this mode we have also created specific leaderboards for solo self-found which function like those for other modes to create a character in solo self-found select the solo hero option in the character creation screen you'll still be able to play the champion and adventure mode just as you would in other modes but only the private game option will be available to use 
Challenge rifts can be completed with the party while the mode is seasonal. Solo self-found is a solitary journey, so you will be unable to start this mode while in a party or access multiplayer aspects of Diablo 4, such as trading. They have trading. Rebirthing is available for solo self-found. The Season 29 Visions of Enmity theme and other components of Patch 2.7.6 were designed with solo self-found in mind. Please let us know your thoughts. We encourage feedback about your experience. I kind of think this is cool because this is how I play. I've been playing like this for years. Kind of stopped trying for a while when Diablo 4 came out. Played a little bit of Diablo Immortal in and out and a tiny bit of um, Diablo 2 Resurrected. So solo is how I go mostly. I'm playing at weird hours. I'm usually tired. I mean, you know, it's that kind of thing. So here's about Season 29 and the Visions of Anemite. Okay, the nefarious machinations of the Burning Hells have permeated every corner of Sanctuary, warping reality in the process. This disturbance has given way to Visions of Enmity pocket dimensions accessed by stepping through diabolical fissures. Nephilim ne level 1 or higher have a chance at encountering a diabolical fissure by slaying demons in the open world. Should your smiting of the Hellspawn trigger a fissure, press onward into a vision of enmity. What horrors await on the other side are unknown, but these instances are rich in rewards. The visions are quite unstable and have the potential to produce additional fissures after enemies are dispatched inside. Keep an eye out for these opportunities to maximize your chance of earning useful gear. There are new monster apexes. The apexes are only available in the visions of enmity. Enneverating creates an area of effect around the monster that reduces the player's movement speed by 65% and cooldown reduction by 50% if the player is in the vicinity of the monster. Necrotic. The player's healing is reduced by 65%. Monsters have a damage over time effect that deals 180% of the player's max health over 30 seconds. This effect is removed if the player is healed above 95%. There is a Paragon ceiling, whereas before you could just plug in as many Paragon as your character can loot, I guess, or, or pick up or earn, whatever. Uh, we are introducing changes to the Paragon points to work in tandem with Solo Self Found and the Season 29 theme. You can now assign a total of 800 Paragon points to your Solo Self Found character. Previously, you were only able to assign a total of 50 Paragon points to each attribute within the core, defense, offense and utility categories, but now you can assign up to 200 in each attribute. Each category can only have 200 Paragon points placed into them. This change is exclusive to Season 29 and applies to all modes. Um, there's a little bit of description here. Developers note, we understand that Paragon was king in terms of character power. With the change this season, we wanted to shift that power from main stat grinding to gameplay knowledge and gear hunting. We chose 800 as our initial starting point and would appreciate your feedback on this cap. There are a few changes within the Paragon system to keep in mind. And it says movement speed. We changed movement speed to a 0.125% per point because the old value would have provided players with 100% movement speed, which was too much. Players now have the option to place points into this stat, allowing them to surpass 25% movement speed from item bonuses. Area damage. Area damage should perform the same, if not a bit better, and with substantial improvements to performance. So that's about that one. Wowhead also has an article about it. Diablo 3 Season 29 Visions of Emna 
Unity launches September 15th. And they mostly have a screenshot here from the Diablo account on X, I guess it's called now, that literally says, hashtag Diablo 3 season 29, visions of Enmity begins September 15 at 5 p.m. PT. Learn about the seasonal theme, the solo self-found single-player mode, Paragon ceiling changes, and more. And it has a link to exactly what I read you just a minute ago. Uh, Blizzard Watch has an interesting article from Matthew Rossi, who is a, an incredible writer, in my opinion, and probably other people's opinions as well. It's it's titled, Who is Anarius and what role does he play in Diablo 4? This was written on August 24th, or at least posted then. It's got a nice picture of Anarius right there, all shiny. Um, so I, I will read you a tiny little bit of this, like the starting couple paragraphs. And if you want to find out more, there are spoilers after that point. So I'm not going to read you those spoilers but if you're interested in this, you can go ahead and read those for yourself. I'll read you the two paragraphs that are above the spoiler alert. Diablo 4 has been out for a while now. As such, it feels like a good time to examine Anarius, the rebel angel who helped create Sanctuary, yet has never lavished much love on the people who inhabit his creation. People who descend from him both figuratively and literally. After all, if not for the most infamous deadbeat dad in Sanctuary's history, humanity as we know it in the game would not exist at all. But even though Anarius plays a key role in Sanctuary's history, he's never actually appeared in a Diablo game before now. So let's talk about who Anarius is, how this archangel became Lilith's co-conspirator in the struggle to escape the eternal conflict, and what role he plays in Diablo 4. There are spoilers after this, so I'm not going to tell you those, but you can read it. Again, everything will be in the show notes at ShatteredSoulStone.com. I've got an article here from... Icy Veins, written by Starum, S-T-A-R-Y-M. I think that's how you say it. It's from August 30. And it focuses on the sorcerer spells in Diablo 4 versus Diablo 2 Resurrected. It's kind of a video in there, and I can kind of explain what's going on. They pick a spell, and they show you what it looks like in Diablo 4 Resurrected for the sorceress. And then they show you in Diablo 4, and then they pick a different spell, and they keep going that way. It's pretty interesting. You can watch it on YouTube. I'll probably put the YouTube video up. Um, so you can just grab it directly from the source. And it's, it's when I watched this, it looked like Diablo Resurrected had, the sorcerer there, had a huge amount of power compared to what the sorceress has in Diablo 4. There's at least, uh, I think in the Diablo 2 Resurrected thing, I think they set their sorceress out to fight like the, uh, the cows or whatever, you know, moo, moo, moo coming out. And she could just obliterate them really quick with those spells. But in Diablo 4, you get not even half as much power, it looks like. And your spells don't last as long, is what I was seeing. So you can check out this video and see what you think about it. Um, it's kind of interesting, you know. It's just kind of interesting. There's also uh, patch notes um, on Max Roll, written again by Dreadsight. Diablo 4 patch 1.1.4 notes. This was updated today, September 8, 2023. This was something I didn't even know had happened because I we had some I had some computer issues and a hard drive fail recently, so I'm kind of trying to catch up here. So this is what Dreadsight wrote. Dreadsight wrote. Let's get that right. Uh, the dev team deployed the Diablo 4 patch 1.1.4 notes today. The patch addresses miscellaneous bugs and small issues in the game. A big change out of nowhere is upping the season blessing earn of aggression from 8% to 20% maxed out. This is a great change. For all information, see the notes below. 
Here are the notes below. Gameplay updates. The total experience bonus from the Urn of Aggression Season Blessing has been increased from 8% to 20%. Developers note, we increased the total experience bonus of Urn of Aggression to make the Season Blessing more impactful and to help players seeking level 100 get there a little faster. Bug fixes. Accessibility. Fixed an issue where the screen reader didn't read enemy names? Well, I guess you wouldn't know what... Uh, what enemy you were up against if you needed the screen reader to tell you that and they didn't put the names in. Yeah, that's a good fix, actually. Uh, quests and events fixed an issue where the Lorath polearm and strange amulet items from the missing pieces quest couldn't be picked up after dropping them and re-entering town while mounted. That's a thing. Wow, what a weird, interesting twist of a bug in there. I'm glad they fixed that one. I haven't tried that. Uh, fixed an issue where progression... Right, let me back up. I did do the part of the quest where you go and get Lorath's polearm from the uh, armor vendor and he gives you the strange amulet and you walk back to the stable and give it to him. I did do that, but like I, I did not encounter this bug because I just recently got him out. So yeah. Uh, fixed an issue where progression for the remembering the goose quest. Oh boy. <laughs> There's where the goose is. Could be blocked if the player teleported using the town portal or exited the game immediately after placing Tavish's dagger. Fixed an issue where progression for the Poisoned Hearts quest could be blocked if the player left the area in the middle of Aneta's dialogue with Vera. <laughs> If you didn't want to hear that, I guess. <laughs> Fixed an issue where the retching mass event did not reward gold upon completion. Now, I think if it's a retching mass, maybe you deserve a lot of gold for putting up with that. I don't know what that is, but okay. Miscellaneous. Fixed an issue where a dialogue option for crest couldn't display properly. Fixed an issue where the season journey's completion percentage in the season menu would display the progression percentage of the last viewed chapter instead of the active chapter. <laughs> That's a thing. Fixed an issue where the notification stating your inventory is full could appear unexpectedly fixed an issue where the credit where credit could not be received for completing a malignant tunnel season journey objective if the heart at the end was not captured oh things to know i'm not in the season i haven't gotten there yet uh fixed an issue where the voiceover lines did not play for the following taunt emotes here are the emotes i will end you you will die I will rip your soul apart. One just says, die. And one says, prepare for oblivion. And then there were various visual performance and stability fixes. And so that's what you can expect from patch 1.1.4 notes in Diablo 4. Looks like it's the seasonal stuff going on. Um, but that's cool that they fixed some of it. Wowhead has an article titled, No Breaks Between Diablo 4 Seasons Planned. The season, with Season of Blood newly announced as the second season of Diablo 4, the question immediately was posed, when does it start? Thankfully, Blizzard was quick to answer the question, and Season of Blood will begin on October 17th. Many players quickly noticed, however, that this leaves no break time between Season 1 and Season 2. In fact, the end of Season 1 is the immediate beginning of Season of Blood. While some players are concerned that this will lead to seasonal burnout, others welcome the immediate seasonal shift. One common thread on Reddit, however, is the continued request for a Diablo 4 PTR to help test seasonal content before it goes live, much like Diablo 3 currently has. This would allow players to bug test, attempt to theorycraft builds, and generate hype about seasonal mechanics, but with no downtime in between the seasons, this PTR possibility is looking less and less likely. And the last thing I have here is from IGN. It was written on September 6th by Wesley Yen Poole, 
And this is the title. Diablo 4 boss mentions annual expansions as part of live service. And under there he writes, Destiny is calling me. That's a song lyric from somewhere, if you know it. It sounds like Diablo 4 is set for, an a for annual expansions based on comments from its chief developer in an interview with Dextero, which I probably should link to as well. Uh, Diablo 4 boss Rod Ferguson mentioned quarterly seasons and annual expansions as the focus for the action role-playing game's live service. Quote, when you look at the launch of the game and this first season, we see that as building a foundation on which we can build for the future, Ferguson said. So as we look at our quarterly seasons and we look at our annual expansions, those are the things that we're really focused on for our live service. We've got plans. We have storylines that go well into the future. We've got plans. We're always leapfrogging our seasons and leapfrogging our expansions. So it's something we are going to do for a long time. We're excited. There's a video in here of the Diablo 4 season of of blood gamescom trailer annual expansion supported by quarterly seasons is the live service model employed by destiny developer bungie which has maintained the popularity of destiny to destiny 2 to a high enough level to support a live service for over six years now diablo 4 enjoyed a huge launch in june we know about that let's see season 2 dubbed season of blood launches october 17 and adds a vampire hunter companion called eris Story-wise, Diablo has said, uh, Diablo Blizzard has said, Diablo 4 seasons are reserved for quests that take place alongside the main events of the game, leaving expansions to move the plot on from the end. Ever since launch, players have tried to work out where the Diablo story will head next, based on a number of secret post-credits endings that tease the return of one of the series' most infamous villains and perhaps a new big bad. Assuming Diablo 4 will see an expansion in 2024, perhaps Blizzard will Unveil it at BlizzCon this November. There is a thing mentioned here from Dextero, but I didn't find it. So that's where I'm going to end the show. It, I don't know how long I've been babbling at all of you, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I provided some interesting information for you, you know, with uh, considering Diablo 3 and Diablo 4 and whatever else is going on here, and also pointed you toward one of Matt Rossi's really, really good articles. So that's always a good thing to have. And yeah, the D&D &D thing. If you're still playing D&D, &D, maybe take a look at that if you go to your game store and see what you think. Um, just depends on your own personal views on the company behind Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. So that's where I'm going to end the show. And um, we promise not to have another gap between shows, but there was so much construction work going outside near where we live that it just got everywhere. And like, I think most of the people around me were coughing up dust. So um, that's not likely to happen again. So I think we'll be okay from there. You have been listening to episode 425 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in game, unless you're going to be playing solo in Diablo 3, then don't try that. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter, I guess that's X now, at Shattered, Soulst Shattered Stone, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening.